Aloha, this is Keikoa Inamoto. I'm 76, it's June 9, 2022, and we are at Queen Ka'ahumanu Center. Aloha, I am Kauvela Biscara. I am 43 years old. <laughs> Today is June 9, 2022, and we are at Queen Ka'ahumanu Center. So mahalo so much, Auntie, for coming. I really appreciate it. Um, so I kind of wanted to just get to know a little bit about your childhood and where you grew up and the community of where you grew up. Are you from Maui? No. Oh. Where? I was born in San Francisco. Oh, wow. So my dad was in the Air Force, so I grew up in many places. Colorado, Thailand, Japan, Massachusetts, Alabama, Virginia, Washington, D.C. That's my whole bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> And, what, of course, Honolulu. Oh, yeah. So, so, what, so that brought you to Hawaii. Well, my father wanted me to go to his alma mater, Kamehameha Schools. So we were in Colorado Springs, and, um, and he asked the uh, general at the Pentagon if, if he would uh, let, allow him to go to Honolulu. And so Dad just finagled that. And so, wow. so, and so got, he got stationed. Yes, he got stationed at Camp Smith. Uh, on Oahu and I got to go to high school at Kamehameha. Oh, and how was that, like in Hawaii, coming to Hawaii into high school in Hawaii? and It was complete culture shock oh. for them and for me. Oh. <laughs> I was coming on campus with wool skirts and uh, I was the only girl on campus that used rollers. They were all using bobby pins and oh. wearing cotton skirts and um, and they didn't understand <coughs> me, and I didn't understand them. I didn't understand pigeon. And they didn't understand the English the that English. I spoke, yes. <laughs> so um, uh, it took us a while to acclimate to one another, but uh, now we just laugh about those days, my classmates and I. Do you still keep in touch with some of your Oh, class? yes. Um, my class is very close. Oh, I, I find that a lot of um, Kamehameha classmates, they tend to mm -hmm. stick close to home, uh, close to each other. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about where, where did you guys live on Oahu and how was it boarding? I'm assuming you boarded right. or? <clears throat> so dad was a boarder and he wanted me to be a boarder. So he was supposed to be at Hickam and he had the Air Force move him out to Wheeler in Wahiwa so I could be a boarder. And so I was a boarder. It's like dad, when he wanted something for you. Uh, totally. He, yeah. <laughs> he wanted that experience for his children, and that's what he did. <laughs> so what happened after high school? Where, where, did you, where did you go? How did you get to Maui? So I, uh, I went to uh, undergraduate school at Beloit College in Wisconsin mm -hmm. and graduate school at the University of California at Berkeley. And, um, and so what happened was I ended up... <coughs> Reuniting uh, just before my senior year in college with my high school sweetheart, uh, Edmund Enomoto, who's a Maui native, and uh, we fell in love again, and um, we got married at Berkeley. Really? Yeah. When I finished my graduate studies, we, and we, he got drafted in the oh. army. So right after he went through basic training, uh, he came back to Berkeley, and we got married, and then we got shipped off to Fort Knox, Kentucky, where both of our children were born. And there you are again on the military transit route. Right, <laughs> except I'm a colonel's daughter and a private's wife, so. <laughs> oh! So that was interesting. So when did you guys make your guys' way home to Maui? Uh, in 1971, uh, 70, 1970. Wow. 
Wow. And where did you did you guys where did you guys live? And uh, did you raise your kids here? Mm -hmm. We we uh, raised our children on Oahu. Okay. Uh, I found a little um, house in Makiki, and we lived there for several years until the kids were babies. Yeah. And eventually, uh, my children got into Kamehameha in intermediate school. Um, and so, yeah, they went through high school at Kamehameha. And we stayed on Oahu. And we moved to Maui when they were in college. So, oh, yeah. just you two? Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I had, well, in 1971, when the kids were still small, I mean, my son was still a baby, uh, we flew to Maui for Christmas, and and I loved it so much on Maui. I'm like it, up country especially reminded me of Berkeley, the all the eucalyptus trees, and I said I, I want to live here. So I hired a, a real estate woman person, and I told her I, I want to find a piece of property. So <clears throat> she found me a half acre up there, and I flew over and I said, okay, I want to buy this. I took the papers back to Oahu and. I said, uh, told my husband, sign here, <laughs> buying this. So that's that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just like your father. <laughs> yeah. And and so after the kids were in in college, um, I got a, a construction home construction loan and uh, and hired a contract. Uh, I, <laughs> I called up the AIA, the Association of um, Architects. Oh. And I said, uh, do, do you folks have any Native Hawaiian architects? And they said, we have one. So I hired this architect, Edmund Akiona, and I, I told him, I, I want to buy a house. And this is my budget, and uh, and this is the property, and, and I'll put the house over there. So we were on Oahu, and he just built the house. Yeah. So was it Kamehameha Schools, you would say, that kind of connected you to the Native Hawaiian and the culture? Oh, absolutely, history, yeah. absolutely. Sophomore year, I told my dad, I want to go to Punahou. Uh, this is too easy here. And he's like, yeah, right, no, it's not going to happen. So, uh, But, uh, you know, looking back, I'm uh, very grateful. <clears throat> I told dad, I'm grateful for three things, uh, for being Native Hawaiian, uh, for having the name Keikoa. Uh, that's my maiden name, and, um, and for having um, Gone to Kamehameha. So, when you, what, what year when you you guys came to Maui? Uh, it was nineteen. Well, the house. My husband came over in ninety eight. Oh, okay. Oh uh, no, ninety seven. And then, uh, and then I uh, stayed a year with my folks. I was at the Honolulu Star Bulletin, uh, waiting to get a job. And and when the Maui News hired me. Oh. <clears throat> So I want it was to like made to be. I want to tell you this story. So I was uh, covering Mary Monarch, uh, and I'm in Hilo, and I uh, reconnected with this genealogist uh, who's apparently in my family. <laughs> and um, and she, at the end of this conversation where she told me how I'm related to her, uh, she said, you know, I would suggest that you consider, uh, she said, I'm not, I'm not commanding you, but consider uh, using your maiden name as your legal first name. And so when my husband moved to Maui in 97, I called him up one day and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get to move to Maui until I change my name to Keikoa. I don't know, that just occurred to me. And honestly, uh, the month that I changed my name is the month that I got the call from the Maui News telling me that I had a job, yeah, that they wanted me to come over. So that's how that happened. Oh. 
what, what, what do you think the significance of that was? I mean, did she feel like that was just what is what should fit you more perfect? More. Uh, she told me that um, Kikoa is a good family name. Yeah. And mm -hmm. She just wanted me to honor that family name. Wow. And for some reason, I felt that I I had to do that. She didn't command me to do that. She just recommended it. But I but told my husband, I think I have to do that um, in order for the way to be clear for me to move to Maui. And you found that to be true? Uh, that's what, what happened. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of something that like that happening. And, and the other part of that story is, <laughs> so my byline in the paper used to be Catherine Keikoa Enomoto. Oh. <clears throat> and one day, uh, my Tukumuhula called me in, and you know, they're not bossy or anything. But they sat me down there like, Auntie, we think that you need to have your byline is just Keikoa Enomoto. I dropped the Catherine. I'm like, but then people are gonna think I'm a, a man, and they're like, the people who should know will know. <laughs> so, Kumu Sisi is like, your byline should just be Keikoa Enomoto. So that, that was how that happened. And they're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> so what brought you to um, Kahumanu, or? or Ahahui Kahumanu? Yeah, and, <coughs> and just, you know, wanting to get to know the queen and her history, and and you know your passion for because you, you gotta have passion to to join a society like that well um, i know some of them well, <laughs> so these ladies uh would ask me if i wanted to join it oh. <coughs> and by the fourth lady <laughs> and i'm discussing me i'm discussing this with my husband also also uh, asked me to join but i told him I'm, I'm too busy and um but by the fourth lady my husband's like I think you should do this. And my husband's not bossy either. <laughs> so, but when he said that he felt I should do this, um, then I I just decided to take the leap of faith. And <clears throat> they interview you, um, you know, why do you want to become a member? And I told them that I wanted to uh, be amongst Kupuna and uh, have be influenced by Kupuna and um, because I didn't grow up in the Hawaiian culture, and uh, and that was the reason actually that I I joined. And my husband has been very supportive of this. He's always been the one to buy my black mu'u mu'u <laughs> and my black hats, and uh, yeah, he's. And then, so I've been in the society for 18 years. I joined the same year as Halal, and. <clears throat> Um, I had never been an officer because my husband would always tell me, uh, now do not accept any nomination for office because you are too busy. But uh, last year, uh, oh. nobody was running for secretary. And uh, they went through about 10 nominees. And <clears throat> and this was on Zoom. We're doing this on Zoom. And my husband was listening. He's called, he said, why don't, why don't you just do it? You, you can do that. So after 18 years, I am finally an officer. I am the secretary of <laughs> this chapter. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. How has it been? <laughs> uh, it's, it's been uh, pretty hectic because oh. um, this, is an, a ver this, this board uh, is mostly new uh, officers oh, yes. and directors. And they're very proactive, very assertive. They have like three meetings a month. And I have to take all these minutes. And uh, one of the platform the platform that I ran on is that I want to make the minutes accessible so 
the women are always asking me for copies of the minutes. So I mean, it's it's really hectic <laughs> being the secretary now, but that's okay. You're still enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about your kids. Um, so after college, did they come back home too, or they, are they still? So uh, my son lives with us, and <clears throat> he's disabled. He's um, he had diabetes and he had major surgery, and and, and his vision was impaired. So. Um, but our daughter is home visiting. Uh, she is the uh, head women's volleyball coach for our alma mater. We both graduated from Beloit College. Oh, wow. And so she's the head women's volleyball coach there. She has a doctorate in education. She was the curriculum coordinator for the Kamehameha Schools uh, High School on Oahu. But volleyball is her passion, and when this job opening came up, she Wow, you must she be very proud. Yeah. So she and Kumusisi are the same class. And uh -huh. They graduated the same year. And <clears throat> when Kumusisi, uh, when the halal uh, separated and, and she formed her own halal, was like, about the same time that Lehu was like, I, I want to do this. I, I want to leave Kumamea and, and, and do the volleyball thing. And it's about the same uh, time that I myself left the Star Bulletin. And, so I think there comes a time when you're in your fifties, uh, early fifties, where you 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 want to strike out and, and do what you're meant to do, and you know. So. Oh, absolutely! I, I find it. I think that's starting to happen at a younger generation. Mm -hmm. um, and how do they feel about you joining Kahumanu or having the eighteen years of being in the society of these ladies? Do they? You mean my children? Yeah. Like I mean that that's something huge if you ask me. Because the ladies are very popular and very, I mean. Well, my the way I raise my children, they're like, <clears throat> Mom, why can't you do what other mothers do? You know, <laughs> like cook and clean house and you know stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, why do you have to go to work? And uh, this is when they were young, like oh. toddlers. And I'm, I'm like. Um, I'm. I want. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And when you grow up, you you're supposed to do what you what makes you happy. And so my children just watch me. They just as long as you're happy. Well, yeah. um, they're used to me just doing my own things. So as far as ahahui kaahu manu, they observe. They think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, they listen to the Zoom, and uh, my son does. He's like, oh, who was that, or you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, no. They're supportive. My children are very supportive. What have you found to be like the most, I would say, interesting to find out about Queen Kahumanu, <coughs> being in the society or just in general? Um, well, um, she was the same type of woman. She, you know, she did what she wanted to yeah, do. Absolutely. Um, and and she was um, pretty um, out of the box, you know. Um, and <clears throat> and I give credit to Kamehameha for uh, allowing her to be that way. I mean, I remember this story about them surfing, and she was as good a surfer as, or maybe better surfer than he was. And and he admired her for that. And um, yeah, so he he was a supportive husband, and of course she was his favorite wife. And I can. Just imagine that dynamic, you know. It's 
probably like my own dynamic. My husband is extremely supportive. I mean, he encouraged me to join the Ahahui and uh, has supported that uh, by buying the, he, he paid $250 for one of my dresses. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, is amazing, I think. <laughs> Wait, what would you say most people don't know about Queen Kahumanu? <clears throat> I think they don't realize uh, what a fervent Christian she was. Yes. Um, yeah, she, I mean, for uh, a queen and a, a regent who had as much power as, as the king, uh, to, uh, to become s subservient to, to that particular ethic um, of, of of service and uh, humility and forgiveness, um, you know, I think is remarkable, and I don't, I don't think people realize how fervent she was as a Christian. That is true. Most people don't realize how how that this queen who had so yes. much power, you know. Mm hmm. They, I think, they overlooked that because of her power thinking, oh, she's with Kamehameha, that she's not going to be this much into Christianity or, um, and mm -hmm. so they overlook that, I believe, when they look, when they research her. <coughs> and I, I think the manifestation of her, uh, mm -hmm. of her commitment to her religion is the church here that's in Wailuku. And she, she asked that, uh, that that church be named after her. Um, yeah. And it's so shock, it's shocking to people when they find that out. Like, she wanted a church. She was Kamehameha's wife, but she wanted a church. So I, I find that very, I find that on the same lines that it's, that is one thing that she's always overlooked and most people don't know, or they don't want to know that about her because they, they're thinking of her as a Hawaiian queen. Um, and it's pretty symbolic that it's it, right in the heart of Maui, right? Exactly, yeah, the very island, much, the very island much. where she was born, yeah. mm -hmm. And at the base <coughs> of the big... presides right there yeah. on that little pu'u, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel that she's represented correctly in our in our community, in our history, in our education of her? Do you guys feel like? Well, the, one of the things I always felt that her talking about her her faith and her Christianity was is not talked about a lot. And I think they try to hide that. Um, but is, do you think there's anything like other things that that we should be representing her correctly or more of? Um, well, I think in general, <coughs> people don't know about our ali'i, mm. and um, but you know, ours is a matrilineal culture, and um, I, I would say Maui has has honored Ka'ahumanu and Keopuolani uh, to a certain extent, um, but of course, we could always do more too. Uh, Honor our history, yeah. But you know, um, the history books that that are in our schools are not. They're written by non-Hawaiians, so of course, uh, uh, I should say by and large, <coughs> I don't know about um, Hawaiian language immersion. Um, I think 
those those books are written by probably by Native Hawaiians. But so you know, most of the children who go to public school don't know that much about yeah our Ali'i. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're very very true. It's one of the reasons why I decided to put my son in commitment schools, so that he would learn a little bit. You know, he would learn more about the Hawaiian culture and uh, and the Ali'i's and. When we were thinking about Kapalama or uh, Maui, I just felt Maui had a little bit more access to the, or it was giving more access to the history of our Hawaiian ali'i. Um, and that's one of the biggest reasons I put him in there. <laughs> wow. Um, I would love to see a Hawaiian immersion high school here, like we have on the Bay Island, like Navahi, but I know that takes some time. Because uh, I know Hawaiian immersion really, really immerses the kids into Hawaiian culture and history and the ali'i. And I, I, I really respect that they do that. And it's just, I just wish we get to that high school level so that they can completely finish. Um, um, but going back to uh, Queen Ka'ahumanu, um, what, what one thing you've... you've um, found that was shocking about her. <laughs> shocking about her. <coughs> no, wait, no. Ali'i or politicians, you know, there's always something shocking. <laughs> and um, I always think that ladies would probably know more. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something shocking. <laughs> <coughs> well, one of the things I found is that everybody, everybody knew that Kamehameha was a surfer. And everybody thought she was just on the beach watching him surf. And they're like, no, no, she was in the water too. Right. So a lot of people didn't know that she was the avid surfer as well. So that was something that kind of shocked a lot of people that I would tell. I, I think something that I think, um, I don't know if you could call it shocking, but um, just the whole um, story of her birth at Kaowiki in oh. a cave, um, you know, and... Um, and her mother was uh, related to the kings of Maui, and her father was in the court of Kamehameha, and <clears throat> a very highly um, thought of uh, warrior, uh, and uh, Keamoku. And <clears throat> so, so I'm. I just think that's interesting, you know. Um, little baby born in a cave um, yeah would have this amazing background and then grew up to be the favored wife of the, of the um, most famous elite in Hawaii yeah. well I think they said from birth she was destined to be mm. she was destined to do something <coughs> and, and she sure did <laughs> um, what what more can you tell me about her that um, that you well I would say like being in the society I would always like working with Auntie Carol I would, every day I'd find something I'd learn something new about Queen Kahumanu that she would tell me about and I'd be like oh my god really and then reading, reading those scrolls and even the, the books that, you, um, that would be on display it, I'm sure there's so much information there that it just many people don't know about. But in your 18 years of being with Kahumanu Society, how was your, how how would you say was your um, adapt adaptation to learning about Queen Kahumanu and 
and how did the ladies accept accept that and help you to be or to learn about her you know and educate people about her um <coughs> Well, a lot of things went through my mind when you were asking oh. that question. I think what I want to express to you is, um, I think it's interesting that this is a Christian organization, and um, and we make an oath to um, to, to not do non-Christian things, but that every year they ask me to oli at the event, and the and the oli. Uh, the chants, you know, usually talk about uh, the, the deities, mm -hmm. um, you know, in our um, mythology, and they're not exactly Christian chants, but, um, you know, but Carolee always asks me to Oli every year. I think that's interesting. It's because traditional, I wonder. Of course, Kumu Kapona Ai, my Kumu, um, he has an interesting way of, of, of and it, it comes from Papa Lake, Kumusisi's father, uh, of, uh, of aligning uh, Western culture and um, Hawaiian culture and Western religion and Hawaiian religion. You know, I heard Kumukapona I say, "Well, well, all those gods, those myriad gods, they're, they're just saints. Don't they? That's, <laughs> that's what he calls them." <clears throat> But anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting how Carol Lee does ask me to chant every year. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I it kind of flew out of my brain. <coughs> It'll come back to me, though. No, but that's very interesting of how um, Kumu Kapona I, I explains it. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of how, um, when I was in college, I had to explain that to my friends. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being... being um, being of Hawaiian and, and, and not having anyone else's Hawaiian in my college group. I went to Seattle University where there was a lot of Hawaii people there. Which is there. a Catholic <laughs> university, yes. right? Yeah, right. Um, and so when they would say, oh, you're gods and, and whatnot, that was one of the ways I expressed them. Like, oh, you know, if you want to look at it, our gods can be saints. Mm. Like what you look <coughs> at the saints that's that we have. That and yeah, so when you mentioned yeah. that, that just like popped in my memory <coughs> of how that's how I had to explain to everybody my Hawaiian religion um, is just, you know, you have your saints, we have our gods, it's, and then they would be like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I said, we might just have different names, I don't know. Um, but, and and it was, it's funny because growing up, I, um, my father is uh, 100% Hawaiian, but my mother is, is Caucasian and grew up Jewish. Uh, but she never practiced that Jewish. Um, but going to my grandparents or her her parents house we it was Christianity and Jewish kind of a mix um, and so we always had to I feel like I had to figure out the common ground between my Hawaiian right yeah and and then making them happy as well right yeah. <laughs> and trying to blending the two yeah mm -hmm. and I think that's what Queen Kahumanu did so that she could keep her I people think that's happy a good point yeah I, I think I, I think we Hawaiians are inclusive and um, yes we do we do make room for <laughs> everyone <laughs> um, but I remember what I, the point I was going to make <clears throat> so right now in the in our chapter um, 
there was some hooky-hooky at the beginning of the year because Carol Lee's mother had passed away. Mm -hmm. So Carol Lee was kind of absent for a couple of months, and uh, the vice president was totally new to Robert's Rules of Orders, and, and, and the chapter kind of, uh, the meetings kind of went astray. <laughs> <laughs> and, <clears throat> and the vice president was very upset. And um, so uh, there was a lot of uh, talk about how uh, we are sisters, and uh, this society is uh, meant to emulate our queen. Uh, we're supposed to have dignity, uh, aloha for one another. Um, and, uh, this, uh, this first half of the year has been all about that a lot. Um, and <clears throat> I think uh, I, I've heard that our chapter, uh, compared to the mother chapter in Honolulu, <clears throat> Uh, that, w that we all get along with each other, and, um, and it's a you know we're all it's a it's a pretty graceful chapter, <clears throat> uh, because you know when you get a lot of women together, things can happen, right? Yes. <clears throat> um, but uh, Carol Lee's an especially effective president, I think, um, and and she uh, when she came back, she kind of pulled us all back on track. Um, but I, I think it was interesting for us to go through that process um, to realize that um, that we are in a, a Royal Hawaiian Society for Women uh, and that um, it is in honor of uh, Queen Ka'ahumanu and <clears throat> that we're supposed to be uh, emulating the characteristics of this this ali'i, yeah. What would you say would be her 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 best characteristics? Um, <clears throat> I I think that she was a woman at at the cusp of history when uh, Hawaii was changing. Um, and, and and she had the inordinate uh, vision to take the reins because you know the king was young and um, and and she was there to guide him and um, so much change was coming to Hawaii and um, and and she was she was at the center of it and and uh, she did not let it control her, she controlled it. And uh, for a Native Hawaiian woman to do that is amazing. In those times too. Yes, Yeah. in any times, but in especially times. those times. Right, yeah. in any times. I, I feel that's that's what I, um, so Kapona I came and blessed the center a few months ago, or yeah, a couple of months ago. And he, we were talking afterwards, and he said, Kovella, every time you come into office, you acknowledge her. Because you can see her, you know, the poster when we come in. Or if you're walking through the mall, just acknowledge her. Because um, he, he, he said something of, there is some of her independence characteristics within you. Um, and whether it comes out stronger when you're at work or here, you can feel it. And, I, and to me, I'm just like, I didn't realize that, mm -hmm. but when I went back and I talked to my mom about her, and I was like, "Oh, this is what Kumu Kapona I said," and and she was like, "Well, yeah, because you're you're in her town, you're in her you're on her island." Like, 
Um, so she's going to, her, you know, her spirit is going to be everywhere. Her presence is going to be everywhere. And so when I was talking and reading a little bit more about her, to your point of how she was such, she just, she stepped up to the plate and she said, okay, we got to do this for our people. We got to do this for our um, community and our culture. And, you know, um, he, you know, our ruler is young right now, but I can, I can do it. I'm going to do this for our people. And I, I, I remind myself that every day when I struggle with our community, you know, shopping center, um, you know, we're the community shopping center. So, so we, we're going to always get the, the negative from the community. They always want to see something, but, or, you know, if, if, if we're looking bad, I have to step up and say like, okay, no, I got to be here just like how she did for our people. And it's, I just love that you mentioned that about her, of how she just came up to the plate at the cusp of when they needed somebody to take that reins. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, um, Kovale, you are uh, at a cusp also. I mean, we're, we're in a pandemic now. Mm -hmm. um, we, I know the retail uh, environment must be pr pretty um, uh, challenging. And, um, and you're right there. And, 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 and you have to do what Kahuman, I mean, you are uh, in many ways um, uh, being here at the center that's named after her. Um, I, mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of Kona. Mm -hmm. In your position here, and your uh, and your scenario, yeah, and um, and you have a lot of kuleana, and um, and you have the opportunity to to be like Kaumanu and right. and control it. And that's what. And so um, we, I I made a joke. I make the joke. I don't make the joke anymore because I made the joke and Kumukupono. I did not laugh, um, <laughs> but I said, "Oh, who does that? Who takes the reins in the middle of a pandemic?" And that's when he told me about Kahuma. He goes, "You, you stepping up for our people because if no, if you didn't do it, then what would happen to our community? Right. What would happen to our shopping center?" And I never saw it that way, obviously. But so since then, every morning I come into in the office, I give my appreciation and my love for her, and I thank right. her for her, and then I stop <coughs> my day. <laughs> right, and and she's guiding you. I hope so, and um, <laughs> I need yes. all the guidance. <laughs> yes, so just be receptive to that. Well, I thank you so much for your time, Etsy. Is there anything else you would love to share? No, but um, I think um, that this a little session, this talk story session, it is um, carries Kona also. That you have made, uh, uh, been proactive and, and taken the initiative to do this, to learn how to do it and to do it um, in honor of the Queen is, there's a lot of Kona in that. Thank you. Thank you, Auntie. Mahalo for that. It was very, very nerve-wracking. But I, I, I was telling um, that I'm, I love hearing, well, especially I love hearing history. I'm a, I, I, but I love to hear, we all, we, all we hear in history is the bad stuff that happened and the hardship that everybody had to go through. Um, but I love to hear the celebrations or the, you know, the accomplishments that most people don't know. Like when I found out she was an average surfer, I'm like, see, she wasn't on the beach watching watching <laughs> her man. She was with the her man surfing, and I just, I just, I want people or even more women to know that. Like, I do want to tell you one more story though. <clears throat> so I was on Hawaii Island, and um, I was traveling from um, the Kona side to the Hilo side, and I. Um, and I was carpooling with Auntie Marie Solomon, who was a storyteller. Okay. Uh, there are even CDs with oh, stories okay. on them. 
And she was telling me about Kahomanu, and she said, you know, she loved her bananas. When she found out she couldn't eat that banana, <clears throat> that's why she changed the rules. <laughs> and she loved pork, too. So <laughs> I just always remember Auntie Marie telling me that. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that's why she changed the rules, but it makes sense now. That's what Auntie Marie <laughs> said. She loved bananas and pork, and she, and... Uh, but and that's so in line with her. <laughs> with, her <laughs> with her. There were certain couples. I'm not sure what the couples were, but um, she decided that she, she was going to change the rules. Hello. <laughs> and sometimes what we, that's what we got to do, right, to, to move forward. We got to just change it up a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Kumu Sisi will know... Auntie Marie Solomon was a very revered uh, storyteller from Waimea. Uh, and so for her to share that story with me is amazing. <laughs> and for you to remember it. We've got to share it. I gotta it's memorable. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Ma anyway, yes, thank you so much. Oh, mahalo for sharing that. Yes, I hope it hasn't I been too nerve-wracking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't pulled off all my nails yet. <laughs> <laughs> this was wonderful, right? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, you ladies. <laughs> 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 <laughs>